Welcome into episode 56 of the Pegasus Podcast presented by Night Sports Now. I am Bailey Adams. I'm joined, as always, by Christian Simmons. You can find us on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22, at Simmons, and go ahead and throw us a follow at Night Sports Now while you're there. Happy birthday to the Pegasus Podcast. Oh, I forgot that was the Great. <laughs> hey, I'm glad we're like, on the same page. to say happy birthday to? You had this big pause. Yeah, the Pegasus like, Podcast. Wow. A year old. Yeah. We're one, we're one year old, collectively. Now, now I've outed myself for not having opened the outline yet, because the first thing <laughs> in it is like, happy birthday, Pegasus. Yeah, I was like, expecting you to kind of like, beforehand, like I thought, because I thought you would read it, and then you text me, like, oh yeah, that's right, it's like the one year anniversary, or one year birthday, and then no. It is so kind of cool. nuts we've been doing this for a year. That is kind of weird to think about. It feels, it's, it's been a, a wild year, because like, when I think back to this time last year, like, I'm like, did we really start a podcast like in January? And it just yeah. doesn't feel like we would have started it in January when there's like nothing going on. But then of course everything started, started happening. Because like now this has been the first week where I'm just kind of like, wow, there's really just like nothing UCF wise. And luckily this time around we have all the transfers and stuff, but that wasn't really a thing this time last year. So, but think since UCF, since, since UCF, since we've started this podcast, UCF has a different athletic director, a yep. different head football coach. Yep. They've a different conference. Florida. A different conference. <laughs> wow. It's well, I was just thinking about though, because we talked a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. It feels like it's been a long time since we've done a podcast. We recorded last yeah, it's Monday. Yeah, it's been like I nine think, days. Right? I don't know if like yeah. our listeners have figured out, but we always record on either a Monday or a Wednesday, just because that's the way yeah. our schedules work. So then you get it on either a Tuesday or a Thursday. Um, but yeah, I don't like we talked about a little bit how like when we first started our podcast, it was like the, the very first episode was when Danny White left, and then it was like yep. just things were happening every week. What was our initial plan for the first episode? Like, what were we going to talk about? Before I have, Kenny look, White I have to look like I don't know. Yeah. I probably ha- I have probably have it written down somewhere because I would probably. write down what we were gonna do, but I don't know. I still think what we should have done for the one year is dropped like all the stupid names we came up with before we settled on Pegasus podcast. Because we went through a stretch of just like we had really a few bad names. My favorite you was want... the my favorite yeah. was the Cana- the Canaveral Blue podcast. That's exactly what I was about to say is you really wanted to be the Canaveral Blue podcast, and I thought that was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. I but... still like it. Well, I, still think I it has wanted a to nail it to because, it. like, spoiler alert, like, we've, we started Night Sports Now in summer of 17, and I've always hated that name, and I came up with it, and I, I just, <laughs> I, I've never liked it, and so I really felt pressured to, like, I love how you it. came up with it, but you've never liked it. Well, so, I, the original name was going to be the Night Times, because I thought it was funny, because it was, like, Nighttime, and okay, Night okay. Times. And like, and everyone, like, I think Evan shot that one down. I have to check with Evan. It's like every time we had a name suggestion, there was someone, cause there were like six of us who started that website and like yeah. everyone had a name they did not like. So I don't remember, I don't really remember the process. What I do remember is I, I feel like I remember you sending one day to the group me like, Hey, like when we start this website, what about night sports now? And we're all like, oh, okay. Yeah. So my issue with night sports now is it is night sports now and nights, people consistently yeah, think it's night sports now, which never made sense to yeah. me. Cause when you type it, it looks awkward because there's back-to-back S's, but like consistently, like we've gotten credentials made for us that say night sports now on them. And it's just like, so it's always been confusing. We should rebrand. I don't even know. I mean, Pegasuspodcast.com. I think it's, I think it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I think the, the decision to rebrand would literally just be up to you. So we did a light rebrand this past uh, summer. We changed the logo and updated the website, but uh, that's yeah, it. website looks nice. I, it's looking good right now. It, it's I it's like very, it. Very nice. I like the new logo. The old logo was always too dark to me. Now we're just going into like all my tangents about you know things. About yeah, no, me. no one cares. No, no one cares. cares the Night Sports Now logo is not as dark as it used to be, and how that really mattered. <laughs> to me. 
But, uh, but all, it doesn't matter anyway. No one's going to listen to this podcast because yeah. we're talking about basketball. And I'm already considering, should I lie in the title of the episode and not say it's about basketball? I was thinking about listen. that. At least maybe you should. Maybe you should. Yeah, it's possible. Maybe you shouldn't say anything. Put happy birthday. Like, UCF's next boom with a bunch of question marks <laughs> and people will click and it'll be a basketball podcast. Yeah. Well, all of that to say happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to this podcast. I'm excited that we made it to a year. This year, this one year of podcasting would have been significantly less fun for me if Josh Heupel was still the coach. I just thought about that. <laughs> like, I was just like, wow, my, my headspace at this time last year was not good. And what's more than anything is impressive. So much... You wanted to start a podcast when Heupel was still the head coach. That is, that is weird. That's a Crazy. weird thing that came across my mind, but yes, as you mentioned, we're talking basketball on this podcast for at least for a little bit. Then we'll get to some big 12 stuff. Hopefully that hooks people and There's keeps them around. Coming. Yeah, kind of. Also, if Twitter's <laughs> any indication, y'all want to talk about basketball right now, because my God, that's been my entire day on Twitter is just various arguments and discussions about the state of UCF basketball. So Yeah, and my day on Twitter has been reading those discussions and arguments and not getting involved other than maybe through Christian. Should we talk about that? How you will have I will a really send... good reply to someone, but you don't want to send it, so I'll send yeah. it from my account? Yeah. I just don't – I've talked about it on this podcast before. I don't like to get involved in Twitter, like, back and forth, and just I just feel like – I don't know. It wastes. I feel like it's a waste of time. Sometimes, sometimes I just don't really feel like it. Um, I do not feel like it's a waste of time. That's why I'm yeah, doing it. Yeah, man. No, you, that's yeah. more power to you. But it's funny you said earlier. You were like, you have. What did you say? You said I wish you would get into more Twitter fights because you're good at them. And I was like, yeah. you are. You say good stuff, and then I'm like, you should tweet. Then you're like, I don't want to. You tweet. I'm like, all right, it's so not tweet for my account. I'm your. Burner. It's more. Just, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's more just like I don't really feel like it. Like I'm. I don't feel strongly. I'll. I'll I feel strongly enough to t- like text you about it and be like, this is what I would say. But like, I don't feel strongly enough to actually get engaged in the conversation. I do. But anyway, I the conversation. I want them to know that they're wrong. Yeah. Like so. I know. I know you do. The conversation is around Johnny Dawkins who like at, you know parts of the fan base have wanted him fired every year for the last maybe what three years possibly ever since his um, second season it, but it reached a fever pitch last weekend when there really is no defending defending it they lost 24 by 24 to a five win USF team on the road and that's when everyone was like all right get him out of here bye actually no, it kind of started a little bit more. People started popping up a little bit. It started with when Temple. they lost a Temple. Yeah, when they yeah. lost a Temple. But then they came back and they beat Memphis at home. And that was a big win. Got them. And <laughs> it's kind of a peek into my my Twitter habits. Is like they got back on. Uh, they were the first. Or the, was it last team in, I think, on Joe Lenardi's Bracketology last week? And I was like, see, all you people who said the season was over, like it's literally the middle of January. There's a lot of basketball to be played. They're still in it. And then they go out and lose by 24 to USF. And I had nothing to say on Twitter. I was like, I'm well, it was frustrating because after the temple loss, it lit like literally they were at that point, they were, they were the fourth team out and people on Twitter, like legit people on Twitter were like the season has come to an end. Like it was January 5th when that game happened. It was just, uh, but that, but that's not even the issue. The issue isn't USF or temple or whatever. The issue is that men's basketball last night, which two nights ago, by the time you're listening to this podcast, they went on the road to East Carolina, a team that had not lost a home game all season, a team that was 10 and 5, and they went down a lot, I think like 20. They were down by and, 20 early in the second half. And they fought all the way back and won in overtime. And the reaction to that has been Dawkins has to go. And that is just baffling to me, like that a win is what started, the, like a really impressive win, no matter how you look at it. I just, the fact that UCF men's basketball, and I get, like, there's no way around the fact there have been some really disappointing results this season. No one's sugarcoating that. But 
I'm just once again asking fans to find a middle ground between everything is perfect and fire the coach. Like I, yeah. I just, and the, the thing I get into with basketball, I'm trying not to get on a whole rant here while well, we're going to talk about it, but I'm just going to try not monopolize the podcast as I tend to do when I get worked up is the average fan. And I'm about to offend a bunch of our listeners. And I'm sorry if I am, because I love you guys, but no, you're not. No, I kind of am. Cause I, I, <laughs> I like the people I argue with on Twitter. It's just sometimes they yeah. know what they're talking about. And the thing with basketball is a lot of you don't know what you're talking about. And it's this really frustrating thing where ever since UCF and football went undefeated and won the Peach Bowl, the expectations changed for basketball. And that never made sense to me because basketball, it's not even remotely the same situation. UCF cannot be what it is in football and basketball. It physically cannot. It does not have the money. It does not have the institutional support. It does not have the fan support. It does not have the resources. It does not have the recruiting. It at this point, it doesn't even have the tradition either. I mean, like UCF football at this point has so much of like in their past to have been able to be like point to this, this, and this, like UCF basketball is still developing. I would say yeah, for the better part of the last 15 years, almost now UCF has won conference titles, been in and out of the top 25, won BCS right. goals. That's not the case for basketball. And so, and that seems to be the main driver of people on Dawkins gone because like, well, why aren't we going to the tournament? Why aren't we going to the tournament? And it's because that's just it going. And I still think that this year should have been a tournament year. And I don't think it's off the table yet. That sucks that it's not, but this idea that UCF should, I mean, there are people on Twitter who's like, someone tweeted, they were like, I, UCF hasn't even been to the sweet 16 yet under Dawkins. <laughs> like that's a thing that could happen. Like that would be a huge, and they came close against, yeah. Duke, but that would be a huge deal. And it's just kind of getting to the point where like, you can be upset about the inconsistencies this year, but the idea that UCF should fire Dawkins is mind numbingly stupid. I don't know how else to say it. I, I like, I just, that's like an automatic qualifier for, I just don't think you understand college basketball. If you look at Johnny Dawkins and his track record at UCF and think UCF needs a new coach. I don't my know favorite, to people who think that. My favorite thing is like, you, they're like, everyone's like, oh, like this team is like as talented as it is. Like they should be doing this, this, and this. Like this team is as talented as, talented as it is because Johnny Dawkins is the coach. Like he, he brought, brought the talent in. UCF should not be getting. You look at, he brought the talent in. Assuming they have a winning record this year, which they will because they're 11 and five, he will have had five winning seasons in six years as a head coach. The only one not being a winning season is the COVID year. That's as many winning seasons as UCF had from 2007 to 2016. Yeah. They never finished higher than eighth in the AAC before he arrived. They were 15 and 39 in AAC play. And this is my other favorite one. UCF had never won more than 22 games in a season at the D1 level before Dawkins became head coach. And he's won 24 games twice here. I, I just didn't think, he win like 22 in his first season. He won 24 games in his first season as head coach. He took over a team that had three really bad losing seasons and took them to the NIT final four in his first year. In his third year, they were in the tournament and they won a tournament game for the first time ever and had their best season ever. UCF men's basketball is not set up to be a tournament team year in and year out. And they never will be they, their peak is a tournament and maybe they'll change the big 12, whatever, but their peak is a tournament appearance every like four or five years. And if you think that Dawkins is the issue there, Dawkins is not the issue. The issue is that UCF basketball is not set up for success like UCF football is, and you can't expect the same things of them. UCF, so Jeff Sharon posted a link on Twitter, which is really helpful to the budgets for men's basketball programs. UCF's budget for men's basketball is $4.5 million. That's lower than VCU, St. Louis, Dayton, Richmond. It's lower than the other teams in their conference. Cincinnati spends $7.6 million. Memphis spends eight point two. Houston spends 9.2. It's going to be dead last in the big 12. I, I, yeah. So like for you to be like the coach is the issue. The issue is that they don't have institutional or I'm not going to say they don't have institutional support because that's the wrong way to phrase it. The issue is that UCF is a football school and that's fine. But there are a lot of schools that aren't football schools. And there are a lot of schools like Cincinnati 
that can claim to be football schools, but also have always had this for a century back tradition and basketball program that's a big deal in their city. And UCF men's basketball has never been a big deal in Orlando. It's not just financial support that's lacking, it's fan support. Fans don't go yeah. to games. They don't care about basketball. And then they complain when it's not what they want it to be. So this, still, this notion that the head coach is the issue here, Dawkins is doing exactly what he was hired to do. And he's done it really well. So I don't understand fans who think that he is the issue. You fire him, you're just going to be worse. I mean, he's led yeah. them to their best era, as Trace Troco tweeted, in modern basketball history. And I don't get the fire Dawkins takes at all. What what I do want to say two things to that. One, I liked your tweet last night about basically the fan support. Like if, if you don't, if you live in Orlando and don't show up to games ever at any point, like it just, it's hard to take your like fiery opinions about UCF men's basketball, like for, to mean anything. It's like, yeah. if, if you're not there supporting, like if you, if you, if you have the means and you live like in the area and you're not like a big supporter and you're not going like, I don't know why, it's like, it's, you're just like, oh, well, football's not playing right now. So it's like, I have to have something to like, care. like, yeah, I mean, I understand that to an extent, but like, you can't act like you're some diehard who has so much investment in the program if you have no investment in the program. So that's the one thing I want to say. And also all those two, those two bad losses. There was the one, the one at USF last weekend and then the one to Temple. It's just like, it's hard to look at anything. And I'm not even the biggest, like, I'm not a basketball analyst. I don't know like a lot about basketball, the game itself and coaching adjustments, ins and outs and all that. But if you look at those two losses, I feel like UCF just went cold shooting. Like they just, it was, it was an off night and those kind of nights happen. I don't know why when a team's shooting, it was like, like one for 16 from three at one point, I think uh, against USF. And like, that's on the coach. Like, what do you, what do you want him to do about well, that? There are two things that there are two big complaints that like to me signal someone who just either doesn't really follow college basketball. It's not even the college basketball thing to me. It's just a lot of fans look at it through the lens of football, college yeah. basketball and basketball in general. It's not football. It's not football where you have to live and die by every single game. Teams go through up and down stretches. And I'm not saying these has been good. The USF game sucked. That was hard to watch. Oh, but I was that night. I was inconsolable. You can ask some of my friends. It was bad, but there's really it's there's not in the football sense a like season defining losses in basketball like there are in football where you only have 12 games to make an impact. Teams go up and down. Every team does that. Yeah. Duke does that. And it seems and fans want to react to every peak just lost and every last night. Yeah. And it's just whatever. You just keep going. I, it's just so it's just basketball is so much more of a streaky sport than football. Football is very much like you have the team you have and and there and every team goes up and down. But, you know, football is a little more level because it's just a different sport. And yeah. basketball is way more just because there are games where you're just not hitting your shots. You know, you can yeah. be getting wide up. You're not hitting your shots. And that's the other thing is like somewhat like I also feel like people don't understand that, like, play calling in basketball is not the same thing as it is in football yeah like, people complain a lot about it, like Dawkins not making in-game adjustments and I'm like I'm curious to know like I'm curious to know what kind of adjustments you would make like during the game I would I just, too because I feel like they actually think Dawkins is on the sideline like we're gonna call it the sideline because they think it's football it's like a freaking <laughs> play chart like I, I it's just it's not this it's not the same thing it's not like football where the head coach is orchestrating every moment on the court or feel right. for football. And it's just, like I said, it's so many of the issues I've seen with how fans deal with this stuff on Twitter is they're just looking at UCF men's basketball through the lens of UCF football. And it's like, if you want, if you genuinely want the basketball program to be better, like I said, Dawkins has done as good as could be expected. Donate money. Donate money or talk, tweet it. Mahajer. He reads tweets, talk about how you want more money going, but it's like, at the end of the day, it comes down to donors. And what does he going to defer to though? Scott Carr's gone. Who's he going to defer to when he doesn't have, I don't answer? know. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, you guys have tweeted to complain about the hot dog buns at the basketball games, but not yeah. the actual like on court. 
And that's why it's like, I don't get worked up about because every, like I was hoping this could be a tournament season. And frankly, it still could be. They have, it's UCF still, yeah. has Tulane and Wichita next to are both having down years. They win both those games. They'll be good. They'll be 13 and five when they go into playing top 10 Houston. You win that yeah. game, or even play that game close and you're in, you can be in the talk again. So th- this notion that we have to fire the head coach, have to fire the head coach. Look at the Donnie Jones era to see what it looks like when UCF basketball doesn't have a good coach. Dawkins is doing everything he can, and he's done a stellar job of getting them to the point that UCF fans can be upset and want a coaching change when they're 11 and five. I never thought UCF basketball would get to that point. And I'm just kind of done with these Twitter takes. And like I said, and I'm not saying that like, again, I'm not saying you can't complain or anything like that. The USF loss was close to inexcusable and the Temple loss was really rough. But there has to be a middle ground between fire the coach and everything is great. And there has to be an understanding that they're not UCF football. It really is. It's like a flow chart of like, did UCF basketball lose? Yes. Was it to a team they shouldn't have lost to? Yes. Am I disappointed? Yes. The coach should be fired. Like Coach should be fired. <laughs> like it's, fire the coach. You can be disappointed. But also, it's, it's yeah, we, we were, we're talking in circles here at this point. But, yeah, that's the thing. Is, I think it still could end up being, like, they they could – that's the thing. Is, they have such a talented team. They could beat any team in their conference on any given night. I really believe that. I agree. And, and that's a great spot to be in. It's just yeah. you're not always going to win. You're not always going to win. But that's the thing. Is, like, if they're in that spot, you could see them winning the majority of their games down the stretch, having a solid record going into the conference tournament. And you could see them going on a run in the conference tournament with the talent they have. If, they're, if they get on a streak, they win the conference tournament, they're in. But I could see them doing well enough. You know, it's, it's an uphill battle, I think, at this point, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I, we'll I'd see say what it's an uphill when, battle when the, at this point. When the bracketology thing comes out, we'll see how far out they are but the um, other... after the USF loss. But I think they're, they're if they can keep winning and, and be around the bubble and then win a few, win a two or three games, I don't know how many games in the conference tournament, win a couple games in the conference tournament, you're going to put yourself in, the spot, in a spot where you could be on the bubble where – hopefully Memphis plays better and you have a win over Memphis and hopefully you can get a win over Houston. You have that win against Michigan. Um, you had a win at Miami who Miami's now looking good. He's on a tear. That's the other thing that goes on when the resume looks good. That's the other thing that goes on when we talk about like fans, you know, like with Dawkins and men's basketball in particular, they never want to talk about all the good parts of the season. Like I don't see anyone talking about Michigan or Miami on Twitter. They're just talking about USA. And it's like, it's a resume. It's the full Miami. It's not Miami happened while football was still going on. So no one remembers that. Like no one (laughs) doesn't think like these, these are the people that are complaining about it. They didn't, they didn't know that game happened, but you remember in 2019, painting a really broad stroke there. I really probably shouldn't have done that, but. Yeah, I'm trying not to like, because again, I'm not saying can't complain or whatever, but it's the, right. it's like, you, you know who I'm talking about. And if you're one of those people, you got to understand that it, this isn't an opinion thing. You're just wrong. You just don't like, I'm, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. If you're sitting here, like UCF should be in the tournament every year and UCF should be winning the conference. You remember in tw- it's just not attainable for them it, it, with any yeah. coach. And I remember back in 2019, the year that was their best season in program history, no matter how you look at it, they won a tournament game for the first time ever. They won 24 games, I think. And as late as as late as oh god that game as late as february of that season people wanted Dawkins fired of what ended up being the best season in program history and i just another thing that gets people is it's about the conference like you start talking about the conference tournament people are like why aren't we winning the conference because ucf the football ucf is not the like they are not the power of this conference they're not even close yeah. there are a lot of traditional really really good teams in this conference houston memphis cincinnati memphis has basically tried to purchase itself wichita into state a blue blood program wichita state so the, i just and that's what people get worked up on it was even in the tournament year people are like why didn't we win the conference it's not the same <laughs> thing in football and right. basketball and not only does it not matter if you win the conference or not 
in basketball. It's UCF is not the power they are in football and basketball. And I, it's just frustrated me so much that, like I said before, you can literally see that everyone's opinion on what the basketball team should be doing changed after UCF won the Peach Bowl. And that makes no goddamn sense. I, it just, it makes no sense. And I'm not telling you you should sit here and accept complacency or accept mediocrity, but they're not mediocre. Yeah. They're 11 and five and you want a coaching change. I, I, it just, it baffles me. It really does. And yeah, I mean, you know, you need to get into who people are trying to say they should bring in Rick Patino and just random names are thrown like, get out of here. Again, they think it's football. They, yeah. they think that UCF men's basketball is not an attractive basketball job. It's like, I don't think it's like, they just don't understand. They don't get it. So yeah. I, I don't doc first off, it's all a moot point. Cause Dawkins isn't going anywhere. Right. He's not even remotely in danger. I don't think anyone is right now. I don't think the school is interested in making any coaching changes. heading, Especially the as they go into the big 12. Yeah, no. Makes I no sense imagine. to do that right now, but we'll see how the season turns out. If they don't make the tournament, it's going to be a disappointment. There's no way around that, but you don't fire a coach over every disappointment. Yeah. Especially when it's a program like this, <laughs> where you do what you can with what you have. You're not ever exactly. going to be a juggernaut. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what thing, how things go. Their next game uh, at against Tulane at home on Saturday. So. And if Keep they get like murdered by Tulane, then you can come call me out on Twitter. That's fine. Like, I don't care, but it's just the, 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 for people to decide that Dawkins has to go after the team won a game against the team that was undefeated at home and they beat them on the road. Lunacy. Well, it was Total just people lunacy. being, it was just people being stubborn because they had those takes when they were getting killed by ECU. And then once they came back, they decided that didn't matter. It was just, no. And it's not like you and me were texting in that first half. We were like, this is looking really rough. Like we were just talking about, I was like, I don't know. And, and you know, but they won the game. They turned it around and won the game. And a couple people tweeted stuff where they were like, well, they only won the game because Mayhan started making his shots. It, it, <laughs> like, it, yeah. That's how a game works. If you make shots, yeah. you play better. I, I just, like what if he I, hadn't gotten no hot? Sense. I don't know. What if he did What if he hadn't? I don't know. What if, would you ever say that for football? It's like, well, they only, they only won the game because Johnny broke out for that big run. Yeah. Cause he broke out for the big run. People, that's the thing. People do say that, which drives me insane. Oh, it just, it's so weird. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll move away from basketball. If anyone's still listening, which I hope you are. Cause this is, this, I thought this was a good discussion. I thought it was a good conversation to have. I'm really curious so, what the listens are going to be because for those of you who are here, like we early in the podcast, like when we first started, we would try to do podcasts on other sports. And yeah. I have, so the program we use, like I have a listen chart. I can see exactly the point where like people drop out, like listens on it. Like it'll say like X amount of people are still listening now. It's dropped to this, whatever percent. And it's like, you could see like the moment Bailey would be like, all right, we're going to get into some uh, basketball. The chart just plummets. Like everyone yeah. is just like, we're out. So we just stopped talking about other sports, which sucks because, you know, I, yeah. You know, I remember if you're I mean, a real UCF the, fan, you should care about more than the football team. And you should maybe go to some point, basketball games if you live in Orlando. The tipping point for me was when we did, I think we did a podcast or one of the topics on one of our podcasts was about how well all of the women's programs were doing last year. Oh my God. And just like no one listened to it. And I was just like, come on. Like that one was so bad. Like it was literally like no one listened. Like it just yeah. like, it was like 20% of our normal audience. It was just, ugh. it was frustrating. Anyway. So talk a little bit about a little bit about not wanting to fire any coaches going into the big 12. And we have, speaking of the Big 12, we have some updates. And again, this is the kind of stuff that I always throw to you because you keep up with the intricate details of this a lot better than I. I have like the general gist of what you told me and I read a little bit about it, but we've got some stuff coming out about the Big 12, when it might happen, Texas and Oklahoma, divisional format, which is interesting, and then potential further expansion after Texas and Oklahoma eventually do leave. So I'll give you the floor. Thank you. Crazy to think that a year ago, there was no... uh form of uh expansion or realignment or anything but anyway so we always sort of knew once where it was like we're like i think you said something like 
UCF, keep talking about UCF going to a different conference. Like the expansion's not coming anytime soon. Wait, no, in my like, defense, yeah, I agree. No one knew except no, Texas, Oklahoma. It wasn't. And Thank you. Um, yeah. We did a podcast where it was, where will UCF football be in five years? One of my predictions was they'll still be in the AAC. So reinforcing, just don't listen to me ever. Um, but anyway, so we all, we all, we've sort of, even though it hasn't been public, like we've known for a while that UCF is going to end up in the big 12 in 2023, 2022 will be the last year in the AAC. We'll do a solid decade in that conference. What we didn't know, or didn't like suspect is that Texas and Oklahoma are still going to be there. Dennis Dodd of CBS had a report on that. And I don't know. I just, I feel, I like most people kept assuming they were just going to find a way out and just end up paying the money. And what it's come down to is. It sounds like Texas is fine paying the money getting out. Oklahoma does not want to pay. It could be something like $80 million to get out. So they're just going to write it out, which means they're going to be in the Big 12 in 2023 and 2024. So UCF is going to be in the same conference, Oklahoma and Texas for two years, It's got, which I think is a huge advantage for the Big 12, because as long as Texas and Oklahoma aren't winning the league as like the two teams playing for the title, it just makes your new league look better. I mean, I think it yeah. really solidifies them as a power conference. Other big thing was that we've talked a lot about divisional stuff and the actual division. We pretty much had a projection of what it's going to be. Not at all what I thought it was going to be. Um, UCF's division is going to include UCF, obviously, Baylor, Houston, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. And then that's, the other division the Big would 12 be South. That's the Big 12 South. The other division, the Big 12 North, would be Cincinnati, BYU, Iowa State. Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. The plan is for the teams to play nine conference games. So you'd play your group plus three crossovers. Um, I, it, it, this is way better than what I thought. I know fans are kind of going back and forth. UCF basically has no cold weather divisional opponents. It's a bunch of Texas schools, literally just a bunch of Texas schools in West Virginia. Yeah. It's also places <laughs> I'd rather visit. I'd rather go to Houston or Dallas or austin than um ames iowa or manhattan yeah. kansas so I, cincinnati got screwed now for at least the first two years the league cincinnati has to find a way to get past oklahoma to play for the conference title ucf when you look at their division they could they should like they can and should be able to play for the conference title year one and that is crazy to me yeah i mean it's it's definitely i would say more favorable i think looking at this past year like you said that Cincinnati would have to get through Oklahoma and Oklahoma state was really good this past year. And that, that UCF would avoid them in terms of division. I don't know if the, we don't know the crossover matchups, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's still free. Yeah, we also, so you got, you're going to play a chunk of yeah. them. Yeah. I just, I was also curious. I'm, I'm curious. I don't know if they've said anything about this yet, but like if there's going to be a permanent crossover, kind of like in the sec and like other conferences with divisions, you do have the rivalries that are permanent crossovers, but if it gets to a point where they're, like, if they don't have permanent crossovers, there could be some, that, that could be helpful. Well, if there aren't permanent crossovers, and I don't expect there to be, the other thing is that they've said is that these divisions are, tech, when Texas and Oklahoma leave, these divisions will remain. They're not going to reshuffle again. So these are the teams. Right. We talked about the, who was going to be the new USF in the Big 12 we'd set on Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not going to be in UCF's division. So yeah. I don't know who the hell UCF's rival is. I wonder if it's just going to kind of have to happen in time. I mean, we'll see who. Probably. They end up. I, so I will say one thing is since it's two years, we know for a fact that Texas is going to come to the bounce house and that's going to be pretty cool. Obviously the bounce house opened against Texas and it was a very close loss after a long lightning yeah. delay, but yeah, I, the other, the other thing, and this was reported in the article, but you can kind of just see, see where things are going is Bob Bowlesby has spoken in the past about how the big 12 will likely or possibly expand one more time. And this sets the door up perfectly for that, which when Texas and Oklahoma leave, in 2025 to 2026, that time frame, you can then bring in two more teams. And I think who those two teams might be would be is very interesting topic, but who knows? 
Yeah, because especially because with especially the north south format, I saw someone throw out like, oh, well, with the north, they were just they could add Boise State to the north and then add USF to the south. I still think Memphis is going to get in. I think Memphis, I feel like Memphis is the number one that's out there that you'd still want to add. I don't know. Maybe you know I don't think agree? that. I think that, and y'all, y'all can mark this for when I'm wrong. I think that the Big 12's first attempt is going to be to get Pac 12 teams. I think that's no, I mean, I didn't try. even consider that. I would say, um, yeah, I mean, that would probably be more attractive than getting Memphis. But there have would... been a lot of rumblings huh. for the last couple of months that that's at least something that the Big 12 has thrown about is that when we expand and grab two more, why not try to pick off a couple Pac-12 teams? So I don't think it would be like USC and Oregon or anything, but you could see them getting the Arizona schools, maybe Colorado coming back into the fold, something like that. If that mm-hmm. doesn't work out, which I don't think that's off the table at all because the Pac-12 is just not doing well and hasn't for basically six years now. Um, no bull wins since 2019. I still can't believe that stat. That's astounding to me. Um, but anyway, I think, yeah, you look at the teams that I don't know if Me- no I'm bowl still- wait, So they've gone, they've gotten swept in bowl games. Wait, what? I didn't know this. Stat. They haven't won a bowl that. game since 2019. That conference has not won a bowl since 2019. To That's be fair, outrageous. they only played like three in 2020 because of okay. COVID. Yeah. But they, That's still they outrageous. Have, they have not won a bowl game since 2019. They have not made a playoff <laughs> since 2016. It, it, their champion lost in the Rose Bowl to an Ohio State team whose best players did not play. It, it the conference isn't in a good spot. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's weird to me that it seemed like Memphis wasn't really much of a contender this time around, which is really strange to me because I still don't totally understand what that's about. Um, SMU won't be in it because of TCU and the Dallas connection, so they're out. We understand, and I mean, this information definitely makes clear why USF is trying to railroad through a stadium all of a sudden because they have one <laughs> last grasp at getting into a power conference and. We'll see. You have to at least be like semi-confident on the field, I feel like, to make that move worth it for them. And in the stands. Yeah. Boise's the interesting one to me because I thought Boise had a real shot this time around because I didn't think TV markets mattered as much, but then the Big 12 basically just added TV markets. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. And maybe they won't expand. If the league is strong, if going into that stretch, you've got 12 teams and maybe UCF or Cincinnati or whoever has won the conference once or twice. It hasn't been Oklahoma, Texas one's made a playoff or something, they might just decide, you know, we're, this is a healthy league and we don't need to shake yeah. anything up. So, but I, more than anything, I'm just thrilled about the no cold weather divisional opponents that I, that, that was definitely a point of stress. I mean, literally it's, it's a bunch of Texas schools in West Virginia. I, I it's, yeah. and it's like, and it's a league that like, as things stand now, no things change. UCF, UCF should be able to win that division. They should go into each year with the chance to win that division, like every single season. Yeah. I mean, especially with the way Texas has been, as of late like if this was still texas from what a decade and a half ago you'd be like oh that's tough they got to draw with texas but that's not the case right now it hasn't been the case for a very long time they do have quinn ewers now so maybe he'll be good but i don't know i'm not worried you ask anybody (laughs) in the world like would you rather share a division with oklahoma or texas everyone's gonna pick everyone's gonna pick texas and it's not even just that the other division is just tougher i mean it's like you look at like look at cincinnati's perspective they just got added to a division with BYU has been good for a while now. Iowa State, who's been good. Kansas State, who's always sneaky good. Oklahoma, who's a blue blood. Oklahoma State, who's a New Year's Six team most of the time. I mean, it. it, it and then it's you've got UCF, who it's like a lot of teams that aren't that. So it's it's interesting. It's just too bad that UCF probably won't get a matchup with Dylan Gabriel in Oklahoma. I, it, I, <laughs> I mean, if Dylan wanted to inexplicably, well, not, not who knows who even knows if he'll start there. Oklahoma is still actively pursuing other quarterbacks. Like that's funny, but. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. And and I think it's it's 
what everybody expected was 2023 being the thing, but at least we have a little bit more of a concrete, like, yeah, this, they're, they're going to work their way in in 2023, which would mean this is the, the final calendar year, I guess you'd say, full calendar year of UCF and the AAC and the last football season in the AAC. It's which been, I, it, it'll, it'll go on. It'll end up being a decade. They'll have done 10 seasons in the AAC. Yeah. And I think we talked about it was maybe last week um, where if they can win the conference championship in their final year in the AAC, then they will have won five out of the 10. Yeah. Worst case scenario is UCF will have won four of the 10 AAC titles or will have won the AAC in four out of 10 years. Cause there was the one year they split, but yeah. So that that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, we'll Not see bad. what it looks like in the big 12, but yeah, I, like I said, I, my main takeaway is just, I, I, the one thing that sucks about the big 12 and I would never say this isn't a good idea. It's a great idea. Obviously UCF's going to a power conference. That's awesome. Is like, man, all those teams are in the middle of nowhere. Like I just don't want a vacation to any of those teams. Yeah. Like Shreveport's actually looking good all of a sudden. Oh my God. Like, I mean, seriously, like who wants to go to like Waco, Texas or like, like I'm talking about vacation stuff. If you live there, congrats. You were probably born there. I can't imagine anyone moved there. Ames, Iowa, Manhattan, Kansas. Like I, you know, it is a yeah. downgrade from now. I know it's better teams, but it's like you look at destinations now. UCF could go to, you know, New, New Orleans or Memphis and Tampa. I mean, so, I mean Annapolis was was a nice one you liked, right? I love Annapolis. That's one of yeah. my favorite cities in the world. And I know that's what what everybody said. Like it's that's always been a good trip. So yeah. How do you I mean, even travel to these? Like, there's not there's not a Manhattan airport. Like, how do I get to Manhattan? What do I do? I, you're probably flying into, into Wichita and then having to drive or something. Or like St. Louis, maybe. Oh, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I'm really bad with geography and especially in the Midwest. The Midwest all just runs together in my brain. Um, but what I well, do that, remember yeah. is like I had a cousin. I had a cousin that played. Um, was playing at Dodge City for a couple of years, and so whenever his parents wanted to visit, I think they had to fly in to Wichita and then make a drive like a couple hours. So I don't. I mean, I'm assuming that's what it is. They're probably their biggest airports probably. I'm assuming Wichita. I don't know. But yeah. So now if I want to watch a UCF road game, I have to fly there, then rent a car, then drive several hours and then do that to leave. And and to get to a small little town where there's nothing to do. It's like, wow. Are we going to go to another UCF road game in uh, 2022? Actually, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't because they always lose apparently when you go watch them on the road. They've won when I've watched them on the road before. Mm, No, wait. Mm. Yeah, there you go. There you go. In Tampa. Uh, yeah, we should. What, are their, what are their road games next year? I don't know. That's what I was I mean, saying. We, we, can, we can live playing this on the podcast or live preview playing this. On oh, the can we go? Can we go to New Orleans? I mean, they're playing at Tulane. They, there's we'll no way they lose that one. That. There's literally like no chance at all. So, like, no matter what them. happens, they won't lose that game. So, we should go to Tulane. Oh, well, I guess we don't really have a lot of like great out of state choices, do we? <laughs> They play out of the state three times. <laughs> they play three times. What are the three I games? About that. Do I, I don't even remember. That's not my head. I know. It's, yeah, I don't uh, remember. Oh, man. Well, one of them is Tulane. So. Yeah, I mean, you knew that. I didn't. I don't even think I recalled that. Yeah, um, we, we, we were not the, prepared none for of this the non-conference, of the podcast we just made up. None of the non-conference ones are out of out No, of they're state. not. I'm trying to it's think of FAU, what. FAU. Or, yeah, FAU. Um, I think I just pulled it up. Thank you, Brandon Helwig. Um. <laughs> I actually still didn't really pull it okay, up. Okay, cool. That's uh, yeah. I mean, I have it, but I have to read it. So, like, if you want to just kind of like, oh, one of them is Memphis because Memphis was oh, a home game. ECU, so ECU, Memphis, and Tulane. There you go. Yeah, you want to go yeah. to Greenville, North Carolina? I kind of do. I like North Carolina <laughs> a lot. I really? really do like North Carolina a lot. Yeah. And I was four miles from North Carolina this past weekend. Okay. I really, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Cool. 
Love that. Um, Love but that yeah, no, I think I think New Orleans is the clear play there. I know a lot of people like Memphis. I've not personally been, but I also don't really want to go to a game like just because think... of our past experiences. Don't want to go to a game they might lose. Yeah, I don't think like really if we're talking about road trip wise, like well not road trip, but if we're talking about traveling to any of those, I think any of those are any of those three are actually solid. Yeah, and then there's the little nine Florida games. Are you going to try to be at all nine Florida games? That's it's way too early to ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I really hate driving. I think, I mean, you know that. I don't know if our listeners know that, but I really, really hate driving. Um, so it's, it's, that's a tough ask, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I just, it, like I said, I just more than anything, can't believe it's really the last year in the AAC. I wonder, like, I would love to have asked my like 2013 self or 2012 self, like, how long do you think UCF's going to be at this conference? Because I really had no idea when the conference started. Like, we didn't know what the hell this was going to be or how long it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, especially if you think back to, like, what was it, 2015, where they talked about expansion the first time for a Big 12? Yeah. And that was when everyone was like, it could happen. And then they're like, nah, we'll wait. This is the longest they've ever been in a conference because they did eight years in Conference USA. I think Mac was just, like, three years, and they weren't independent all the way before. It's the start of the program before that. So AAC has been UCF's home more than anywhere else. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. All right. Let's jump into the football news. Um, not a ton. Some, some more transfers in and out, really, than anything. Um, Matt Lee, first of all, Matt Lee made USA Today Sports all-bowl team. So shout out to him. Congrats, um, Matt Lee. Remember when fans William, like, hated him in 2020? Sadly. I do. Uh, William, William Lee named the was named the new director of player development uh for UCF and then we got into some of the transfer stuff uh they got last week they got offensive tackle Ryan Swoboda I don't know if I'm saying that right I'll, I'll learn it eventually he transferring to UCF from Virginia he was a multi-year starter he played in 44 out of the 49 games of the last four years he started every game over the last two years except for one and he had some interest uh from Penn State Miami Florida State Mississippi State and some others but those are the ones that he named um that's a big deal oh that's, that's a, really a huge deal. deal how many times did i freaking say my big concern was the o-line and now sam jackson's back and they got this guy they got another transfer i think his name was grable earlier as well yeah, o-line o-line literally went from like i'm freaking out to i think that's gonna be a strength so um <laughs> yeah, and we no, can it's... see exactly how some of them have done in weightlifting courtesy of jalen griffin who um, oh my gosh who, who on his instagram story posted like the, the, I don't even know what the hell they were like the coaches, the strength coaches comments on the players and how they've done in lifting. And cause yeah. his was praised. He's like, yeah, but he posted the whole paper. And there was one player who was like lazy, doesn't react to coaching. And there were a lot in there. It was players who didn't show up for lifting. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah. So one of those players, I'll skip down the list. One of those players that didn't show up for the lift was Demarius good. And we found out <laughs> on Wednesday, why is he's entering the transfer portal, which I can't say it's a surprise and I don't obviously don't blame them. I mean, they have a million running backs in the backfield. Yes, we knew someone was going to be leaving that room. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's even the last one. Like I, I can't imagine he's the last no. one. They still they're have, still, I mean, we've talked still we've so many. The list a billion times, but it's yeah. ridiculous, but yeah. yeah, but hopefully Jalen Griffin will keep those updates coming. I'd like to see he already <laughs> on the sheet. Tommy Castellanos had been noted for showing leadership skills. So, but also Mikey Keen showed up and was ready to put in the work or something like yeah, that. JRP so. wasn't listed. So I don't know what to make it yeah. up, but. What's well, the weird Thanks thing? Again, it, was like, it was like a few, it was like a few different positions and like didn't have like every player from each position. So I don't know if those were just like standouts, good or bad, or if it was it just, must like, just that be was just standouts. That was, it could have just been the group that was supposed to be there that day. I don't know. Like I'm gonna uh, roll with it with standouts because because okay. there were none that was like he did okay. 
they were all like either he showed this and was great or like yeah. man get this guy off the team so you know i can't really, really there was just one that. that was like man get this guy off the team but anyway it's not great no um Another transfer in was wide receiver Kobe Hudson. He transfers from uh, Auburn, finishing 2021 as the Tigers' top receiver. He caught 44 passes for 580 yards and four touchdowns. And as a recruit in 2020, he was the nation's number 19 wide receiver. And that's another that's another big one. I mean, they they have Huge. apparently they have uh, Jalen Robinson coming back. He's still where another week has gone by, and he's still at UCF. So I mean, he has to be because time's out. Yeah. Like he's coming we're, back. We're in the clear there. Um, so Jalen Robinson is back, um, and of course they have Ryan O'Keefe back. But they're losing Brandon Johnson. They lost Titus Mokio out to Malala to the transfer portal. Um, so Kobe Hudson could come in and, and contribute very very quickly. Um, speaking of Titus, he announced that he's transferring to. Can UCLA, I say something on Kobe real know, quick? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a huge one. Like we talked about why it's huge, but it's like, how many times did we say this year? The problem was they just basically never had three reliable receivers at any point yeah. of the season. And now they will, they'll have Jay. Now I think Ryan, they'll have Keith more than factor in. Um, so anyway, Titus won't as you're about to say, but <laughs> yeah. still, I mean, so, so I, I don't know. I just, every position I'm worried, this is what's great about the transport. Every position I've been sort of worried about they've addressed. Like the biggest yeah, question just, mark left is just it literally quarterback. It's free agency. It's wild. It's free I love agency. it. It's, it's like, free agency where oh, everyone's a free need. agent at the same time. Like yeah. any, like there's no contract every year. Everyone yeah. can be a free agent. It's crazy. We have this need. We can, we can pluck this guy from here. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Which, but it's I gotta say it, it, people gotta understand like UCF is doing exceptionally well. It's not like every school is getting one. There are a lot of schools that are falling apart right now. Thanks to the portal. It right. has not been a good thing forever. There have been schools that I know, I think it's Colorado right now. It's had like 22 scholarship players under the portal. So Hawaii far, Auburn, right obviously, Hawaii issues are like Hawaii has all that stuff. Auburn's having lots of problems, which UCF has benefited from. I mean, it's yeah, yeah heck of a time. Yeah. Um, and like I was gonna say, Titus is he announced that he's transferring to UCLA. Um, and I made the joke to you, and I'm pretty sure people made this joke that like what Dylan forget that he was gonna like that he <laughs> forget to tell him that he's going to Oklahoma now and not UCLA. No, but that's that's cool for Titus, he's gonna be closer to home. And I, yeah, I mean, the little flashes we saw of him in, in this season, I thought were promising and i kind of am sad that we're not going to see him develop at ucf but you know listen titus committed when there was no coaching staff uh yeah. he, he committed for dylan gabriel and so when dylan right. gabriel was no longer here it was understandable and honestly titus's legacy at ucf and i am perfectly fine you know i wish he would have stayed obviously he showed a lot of flashes best of luck to him his next stop but titus you know was a four-star who committed to UCF when UCF didn't have a coaching staff at a time when the fan base was heavily down itself and gave us this very bright ray of happiness and feel good about ourselves <laughs> in the middle of a really bad time. So for that alone, thank you, Titus. We appreciate you. And he caught you. a touchdown against Boise State. And he caught a touchdown against Boise State. So I think he's going to be really good. UCLA got a good player. It sucks that he didn't yeah. stick around here. But again, he didn't, you know, anyone who didn't, we've seen how college football works now. It, when there's a staff change and for him, there technically was, uh, yeah. you never know. All bets are off. <laughs> yeah. Um, Devon Wilson announced on Wednesday that he's returning for his redshirt senior season. I don't know that, like I told you this, I don't know that like we really didn't expect him to, but it's good to know. Glad yeah, he's coming back. Yeah, I, I yeah. Thanks, Devon. We're glad you're coming back. I just don't think anyone thought you weren't, but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad he is though. He's redshirt. We should announce that we're doing the Pegasus podcasting in next week. Like we're just gonna be like big news. We're doing another episode. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, former UCF running back Kevin Smith is back in the state of Florida. He's joining Mario Cristobal's staff at Miami. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> don't like just, that at all. Yeah, not great. Don't like Miami. Um, 
NFL news, Gabe Davis, Mike Hughes, and Brashad Perriman are all moving on in the NFL playoffs. Um, and then uh, sending our well wishes to the Malzahn family. Christy Malzahn, as uh, Gus, re- released a statement over the weekend saying that Christy was hospitalized uh, with an infection. She's battling an infection. Um, I don't think we've gotten really an update since then, but hopefully everything's okay. Prayers, well wishes, everything to the Malzahn family. Um, everything. I, I would like. To, I really one day want to meet both Gus and Christy. Just everything you hear about Christy is like she's just the best person, and everybody loves having her around. So. Yeah, I mean, there, there there have been so much. I mean, literally, like that was a thing from the moment Gus got hired. Was there, yeah. so, there was almost as much hype around Christy Malzahn as Gus Malzahn. Yeah. So, and as you, you said, the, I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully everything's okay there, and yeah. we'll get an update at some point. But when we saw, um, what was it? What's the thing was called? Our time. Our time. <laughs> our time. We saw her. Um, I think it was the, maybe the last episode of Our Time. Just seemed like she's cracking jokes about Gus on his scooter and having to get pictures. Of, <laughs> I forgot about uh, that. pictures and videos of him like wheeling around on there um so yeah yeah definitely a, a bright light uh, in the UCF football program glad to have the Malzahn family here um before we th- go into tweet of the week which I'm sure you're probably going to have some some big contenders this week uh quick game of the week update um throwing in a little shout out to men's tennis this week they got their season started earlier this week um they lost to Georgia number eight Georgia um which dropped them to number 14 on the season but they've got a big one on Saturday They'll play number three, Florida, uh, the, who's one and one. That's Saturday at 1230 in Gainesville. So keep an eye out for that one. Christian, your tweet of the week. Yeah, tweet of the week. Um, I don't have a specific tweet of the week. Okay. Here's what I have. To all of you who in the first half of the UCF men's basketball game tweeted that the program was dead, that the coach should be fired, everything is horrible, Dawkins has lost the locker room, to all of you, the many of you, congratulations. You all tied for winning Tweet of the Week. It's a great Congrats. honor. I, I hate giving it to UCF fans, but boy, Have did y'all up. force my hand this week. Um, stop. Just stop. So anyway, that, that's Tweet of the Week. Wrap it up. Congrats, guys. Love that. Love that for you. Love that for us. Our fan base is always a good time, one way or the other. <laughs> we really um, do love you guys, and it's because we care that we tell you to stop. <laughs> to tell you to stop tweeting and delete your accounts didn't you oh, say i think one of your tweet was like you were like i think it was the one you're like if you don't go to um don't go to games and you live in the orlando area just stop talking and i was like which i felt bad after that because a couple well, i didn't i firmly believe what i tweeted but a couple people replied <laughs> to me and were like oh like someone was like i live in georgia and i try to make it when i can and someone else was like i'm a really far drive but i try i'm like well, no, i'm you, not talking about yeah you, you very clearly like, said all. You very clearly said if you live in Orlando, and I told you I was like, "Thank you for tweeting that," because I can't tweet it because I live in Tampa. But I have I live in Tampa, and I've been to two year. games. <laughs> I've been to two games this year, and I want to go to another one. So, no, yeah. I just it's so frustrating. And like every game, like I just covered the Memphis game a few days ago, and it's like every game's the same thing. Students bring it. Student section is completely packed and awesome, and then the rest of the arena is half dead. And I'm just like, the, I mean, how, the UCF has 300,000 living alumni, and most of them are in Central Florida, and you guys can't come out to like a single basketball game. Even when UCF was going to the NCAA tournament that year, attendance still sucked. Like you guys just, and, but so many of you complain on Twitter. Where are you guys? Why aren't you at the games? It's like you know, if you care that much, tweet about it. You should be there. So I agree. Again, yeah, yeah. Shout out yeah. to UCF fans. We do love you though. Thank you for we listening. Love you. We love most um, of you. For, thank you for listening to us for a year. That's just insane that is crazy i really do appreciate all of you who listen that's been i you know i it would have been very easy to just not i mean we, we weren't exactly like doing something <laughs> new there were a lot there are, there were yeah. and are a lot of ucf podcasts i i still remember when uh oh what did he phrase it i when i told um 
when I told Trace we were starting a podcast and he was like, yeah, there's a big hole there. <laughs> he was like, like, where'd you get that idea? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It was in hindsight, a really stupid idea, but it's worked out and we've had a blast with you guys. So, you know, from Shreveport to, oh. uh, man, I can't wait to go there one day to UCF beat in Florida. It's been a hoot. Can't wait for another year. <laughs> I like how you said that like it was we started at Shreveport and got to UCF beating Florida. That was like within a few weeks of each other. I still want to go to Shreveport, man. I still do. I can't believe that's a sentence that you continue to say. Yeah. Oh, and we might have said that. Oh, well, well, never mind. We might have picked a date for me to do my <laughs> Waffle House thing, but we haven't oh, finalized it yet. So yeah, I was we'll figure say that it, out. Say it's soon. So stay tuned. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Not me so much, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because I'll go to Waffle House. I can stay for like a half an hour and just leave. stay for 20 minutes. Not my bet. Like, right, <laughs> like, right, I'll check in on you in, in like six hours. Have fun. God. I drove by that Waffle House. Is it the one on Colonial? Yeah. Or 50 or whatever. I drove exactly. by it the other day and I was like, ah, that's where Christian's going to be. I've been there once in my life. So this will be the, you know, even more of an experience, but I did enjoy it immensely. So that's good. All right. All right. Well, looking forward to that. Looking forward again to being back next week with episode 57, starting year two of the Pegasus podcast. Your one year free trial is up. <laughs> it's still free, but hopefully you'll stick around for another It now year. comes with a price. You have to stop <laughs> tweeting about Johnny Dawkins. <laughs> Unless it's praise. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we'll be back next week. Episode 57. If you think about it, um, just think about on Saturday. That's that's the official one year birthday of the Pegasus podcast. Just, just going to be thinking about that all day on Saturday but glorious time. But yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, until then, you can find us on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22, at Simmons, and at Night Sports Now. Thank you guys so much for being with us, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody.